Hi guys, welcome to Made By. Um, this is just just wanted to jump on before the main podcast starts. Kind of say thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm not entirely sure where any of these episodes are going to go, or you know the way it's going to pan out. But I'm just going to do what I do as a true creative. I'm just going to let it play out and um, <laughs> see what happens. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. Hello and uh, welcome to the first episode of Made By. Very exciting this. Um, so for those of you who are new to all this, I want to set up this um, podcast as a way to kind of have discussions and informal conversations with people that are creative. Either they take um, photos or they do artwork or they act or they sing or just anything. I just want to kind of set up this space as a sort of a safe place kind of talk. You know, feel inspired by each other and maybe inspire some of you guys too um so that's what it is this is all still very new days so if you would like to get in touch about maybe appearing and having a chat with me in person on um this podcast um you can get in touch via email and that is made underscore by at outlook.com that's made underscore by at outlook.com so um Without further ado, I think we should introduce our guest for this first episode. God, still can't get my head around that. So uh, this is Ruben. Hi, mate. You're right. Hey. A very oh. good. Very good intro. <laughs> I have no clue how this is going to pan out. Um, this it, could mate. go really well, or this could go absolutely rubbish. Um, <laughs> very excited to have you here for the, the first episode. Yeah, thanks um, for having. Uh, keeping warm this heat, I hope. So, for a bit of context for those who may be listening a little later, so this week was uh, the hottest week on record in the UK. Temperatures of up to, I think, 40 degrees. So, uh, we've all kind of been dying in this heat a little bit. Um, I don't know if you've... How have you been coping in all of that? Not good, mate. Not good. I hate the hot. <laughs> you hate the hot? Well, I prefer winter over summer, but... You know. Yeah, I don't... I think the thing is, with the heat, it's all right until it gets too hot and then it's just annoying and want to die. That's not good mate, <laughs> not good. I don't like it, don't like uh, it at all. So anyway, me- moving on into the, the main podcast I guess, um, I'm, I'm right in saying you never really planned to go to uni did you? Not at all mate, not at all. Um, obviously, you know, I was, I was in college and all of that and I was just saying to myself the whole time like I'm going to go on a gap year, I'm going to go on a gap year, I'm going to travel we see the world a bit. I have family who live abroad as well, so that was a big, a big uh, motivation to me to go and see them. Um, mm. But you know, then the pandemic happened. I remember it so well. I was literally sitting in my room, and my dad came through, and he was like, "So what are you actually going to do when all this is over?" And I was like, "Well, you know, I'm going to go travel. I'm going to do this and do that." And he's like, "Well, that ain't going to be for a while." You know, I did a lot of work throughout college as well to get a bit of money together, and he just said to me, "He's like, look, you've got this money." Why don't you just give uni a try? Why don't you just give it a shot? And I was like, no, like, I don't, I don't want to do that. Like, it's not me. I don't know what I'd study. I, I don't think I'd fit in. It's not for me. But you know, somehow I came to a conclusion that I was going to give it a go. Um, didn't just go for NUA. I went for a few other places as well. But mate, you know, the rest is history. Managed to get in somehow. Done my my um, online takes and whatever. And um, yeah, mate. And here. You've had the pleasure of uh, having to deal with me for two years. 
Oh, oh mate, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> Shut up, it's been brilliant, mate. Uh, been brilliant. So, I guess I could then go on to it. So, is there any particular reason why you chose acting? Like, um, Well, I think when I was at college, I'd done my B-Tech in sport. Um, that was my choice. I, I was like, oh, cool, I'm going to do my B-Tech in sport. And I also done photography as well, um, because that was a bit of a passion of mine at the time. Um, end of year 12 came along and I just didn't enjoy my BTEC whatsoever. I didn't, I didn't really like the theory side to sport, I didn't like the business side, and quite frankly I weren't fitting in. So um, I, I remember it so well, um, I, obviously I failed my BTEC or whatever, I phoned my parents up and told them the good news that I failed, and they were just like, oh my god, you're going to have to work so hard, and then I put it on them that I wanted to do something else. Um, and that, that, was, um, that was acting, that was drama. Um, yeah, it was difficult at the time because then you're looking at cool. We're going into year thirteen, your your last year in you know school education, and you're going to have to learn a whole A level in the space of a year. Not even that. You have, I'm going to always have to learn the whole year twelve year in the summer leading up to year thirteen, so I wouldn't be behind. Um, but you know, done it, grafted, put in the work, and um, now really enjoyed it. And to be fair, since I started doing my acting, um, you know, my drama. I've noticed a distinct difference as myself as an individual. I've been a lot more happier and I found a lot more out about myself than I don't think I would have uh, if I continued down the BTEC route. So, mm. That was it, mate. That was it. As soon as uni came along, it's like, what do you want to do? Acting, drama, get me involved because I love it, mate. And uh, yeah, I mean, the rest is. The context the rest is like that was coming out of the, co the, the, the first lockdown. So that was never particularly easy. Like, even from my point of view, that idea of kind of suddenly being told, you know, you can't do anything, you can't go out, you've got to stay home, you know, stop doing what you'd normally do. And then to kind of come back into um, a university environment from that, and like, you know, we had face masks, we had social distancing, it was just, it really wasn't the easiest of times to kind of, no. then kind of have to readapt into the idea of acting, was it? No, not at all. I think what helped me especially really well, because I signed on very late to our course, what helped so well, well, it was during the pandemic, but we all spoke to each other so much before we actually came into uni and moved into a comm. So like yourself, for example, you know, we might not have spoke if we, if the pandemic didn't happen. The pandemic happened, we speak, we FaceTimed all the time, mate. Yeah, I remember the, and then, the, the weekly Zoom calls. Weekly yeah, else mate, helps to do. <laughs> because then we all walked up to a com um, and uni itself, and we all practically knew each other, and it was just so much easier to get off the ground and get started with. Mm. So in that way, I think the pandemic was a bit in the bit of a blessing, but obviously it clearly wasn't. So yeah. So going back onto the idea of how you kind of dropped everything in A level for acting, so like. Have you been inspired by anything you've seen in the past in particular about acting? Like, I know from first-hand experience you're a massive Doctor Who fan. Mate, you're poking the bear. You know, if you mention them two words to me, I will not stop talking about it. 100% though. David Tennant, Matt Smith, you know, Russell T Davis, the writer. That, um, that time of television, and even, like, today, like... In the last last past few years, uh, like Peter Capaldi, even Jodie Whittaker, mate, I love it. I've always been a massive Doctor Who fan, but that was definitely a, a big 
a big factor in why I chose to do action and drama because, mate, I wanted to be Doctor Who. <laughs> I wanted to be that TV. You know, I think it was actually you who got me into watching Doctor Who. I mean, I'm still watching the, my way through it because, unfortunately, I'm very late to the party, but um, I must uh, go agree. I'm currently watching the Doctor Who se- uh, the not the Doctor Who, sorry, the David Tennant series, and I'm just in awe of, like, the screenwriting behind it and how, like, there's a twist around the corner that suddenly it's a two-part episode or... It's just, it's it's crazy how they've written it. What a treat to be able to start watching Doctor Who from now. Mate, if I was in your shoes, I'd be loving it. you got to remember, I've been watching this stuff since I was pretty much born, mate. Yeah. So, now what a treat. You'll love it's it. Quite, mate, it's quite it. funny how I'll um, watch it and then I'll be messaging you saying, oh my God, this happened. You're like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I forgot. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I think we've all... Especially that has kind of got that one bit of telly that we kind of watched and interested us and kind of inspired us to want to do it more of it. I remember especially a lot when I was young, uh, like not younger, a couple of years back, especially during the lockdown, I was watching a lot of like dramas on BBC and I grew up watching soaps and stuff like that. And there were times like this where I'd kind of go, I could see myself there. And I feel like every actor kind of has that kind of inspiring moment that makes them want to kind of go towards it. If I'm right. Yeah, for sure, mate. For sure. I'm, yeah, like, like you just said, we all have, uh, you know, different inspirations in life and especially um, in the arts. Um, as I mentioned before, pretty much all the um, the people who have played the role of the Doctor inspire me uh, for all their different reasons. But even even other people, mate, like I, I was a um, big fan during the pandemic of Life on Mars uh, with John Sim. Uh, yeah, again, another really influential actor for me, and um, I've, I've certainly taken a lot of notes out of his book, so to speak, mm-hmm. in my own in my own degree and, and stuff like that. So, and that's kind of very useful because, especially as an actor, it's not necessarily the, about just acting these days. It's almost about kind of taking everything you kind of watch and go right. What can I do? What can I do to add to this? Or what can I do to be inspired by this and create that way? Um, moving on to that point, is there like a highlight of university so far that you would like to really do again? That I can say on a podcast, I'm not too sure, but um, <laughs> no, certainly, mate. It, looking, looking back on the two years I've had now, obviously I've still got third year to go. It was the best decision of my life to come to university. Yeah. Um, it was certainly a helping hand being able to stay in Norwich as well, but I think the group we've got, the core group we've got, um, they just click with me so well. Um, and I'll, I'll forever be grateful for that. But uh, I don't know, moments at uni that I would want to le- relive again. You know you know what? The first time we all met each other, yeah. like the first little phase, I, it's not like a lesson in the room or a performance, but the first time we all met each other and the months we went on to have, that's pretty much me saying the whole first year. But I know, still remember that, walking that, to that uh, first session and they're like, no, nope, we're not going to give you yeah. scripts, we're doing this. And I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. this is a very different sort of way of seeing this. Yeah, but it's good and, and like, yeah, that first time, that that few mm-hmm. first few months, yeah, I I choose to relive it, relive that again. And I mean, even then, kind of like progressing forward, like we've had lots of chances given to us. I know, for example, um, one of the short films we had to create, you created one yourself that particularly stood out, especially to me. Thank you very much, mate. Yeah, um, the the one with Antu and Jay. Yeah. Linking back to what we just said, though, that that little short film was just 
stuff that I enjoy watching. So I was like, cool, I'm going to put together a short little film with a twist here and there with these type of characters and, and make it. And I remember, I remember right at the end of the lesson when we have a bit of feedback from the first years and our fellow peers, there was, you know, questions being asked. Oh, did I do this right? Did I do that right? I just said, did everyone enjoy it? Because if you enjoy it to me, cool, I've done my job. But um, even making that, mate, I loved it. Writing the script, you know, sorting everything out for it. No, it was... Um, it was certainly a moment I'd like to go back to, so to speak, to add that one to the mixer. But um, no, I was quite happy with that, and um, I was happy that people like yourself I mean, enjoyed it. It was definitely really kind of interesting to kind of see how hard it was to kind of create a script from scratch. Like, I remember sitting there thinking, oh, this would be easy. I know what I want to do. I've got my vision. I've got my idea of the cast, stuff like that. But you kind of come to write the script, and you write it out, and it sounds in your head, and you read it out loud, and you're like, what is this? <laughs> Yeah, mate, it was it was it was a tough tough task to do, but um, yeah, I think I certainly enjoyed most of it. Looking back on it now, even though there was a few stressful, you know, four a.m. shutouts where I was just like, I don't know what to write, but you know, got through it in the end. And like you said, you enjoyed it, so it was definitely worth it. So, in terms of this podcast, I have a feeling there'll be a lot of people that will be kind of listening to this, especially people that I know that'll be listening to this, thinking about all. Oh, should I do uni? Should I do this? Should I do that? And just kind of question where they want to go in life. Have you got anything, just kind of round this little bit off, have you got anything that you kind of say to them that might help them out? I would say, I would say if you're very like, oh, should I, shouldn't I about uni, do it. Because there's nothing worse in life than regrets. But I would say just, you know, do you, just do you. If you don't want to do it, cool, don't do it. If you're going to do it, do it with everything you've got because that's how I went into it and that's the only real perspective I can talk from. I went into it just like, cool, new bunch of people, new part of the city, let's just give it a go. And I was walking into a, well, I wouldn't say completely, but a relatively new world, mate, after the pandemic. You know, I, I hadn't seen the city the way it was after the pandemic. I hadn't met any of these people before. Um, aside obviously the Zoom calls and all of that, but yeah, I'd say just do it, just do it. If you're gonna do it, do it. But if there's any doubt, you know, just take time to think about it. But if there's any doubt, it's not worth it. But if you're gonna do it, do it because, it, like I said, it's the best decision I ever made in my life, and I'm thoroughly enjoying it even now. Yeah, so, and I, yeah, I agree with that person, like completely, because like there are times where I kind of look in uni and like. You know, if I didn't put my all into that, I wouldn't have got what I wanted out of that as well. That is very much the same with any of these creative industries. You're only going to get out of it what you put into it. If you don't put enough into it, you're going to get a result that you kind of go, I could do so much better. 100%, mate. 100%. Like, if you're only going to do something half-hearted, there's no point. Because, you know, there'll be a time where you'll come to look at it and you'll be like, oh, I could have done better, I could have done this and could have done that, but you didn't. So why don't you just do it with all you've got? So you'd be like, yeah, that was great. Love that. I gave it all my got. I couldn't have given it any more. Because that's all you can do. You can only try your best. You can only give all you got. Um, but yeah. Also, you know, there's going to be good days and bad days. But, you know, it's just getting through it. But as long as you give it all you got and you're having a good time, that's all that matters to me, I think. So, um, you don't just enjoy acting, do you? No. I think I think that's the answer you're looking for. Um, obviously, I enjoy acting, but I have one other massive. You know the answer I'm looking for. So, what else do you do massive. alongside? Um, I play football. I play football. I'm a goalkeeper, um, and it's certainly a, a, a massive proportion of my life that I dedicate to it. 
and it's quite nice to again kind of find some way to kind of get it back to, uh, to kind of uh, I can't speak today to kind no, of um, to link it back to some of the stuff you said already. So a lot of what you do as well, not just the playing side of things, you do a lot of mentoring as well for sort of school age children, don't you? Yeah, for sure. Like I've um, I've been coaching now for around four or five years with a company called Future Football Elite. Um, mm. I first went there for work experience, uh, and funnily enough, they offered me a job. I still don't know how to this day I managed to put it off, but they offered me a job. Um, and like I said in my previous little part, um, I done a lot of work um, whilst being at college. This this is with that company um, to get my money together and and just see what was going on. But no, mate, completely love it. Um, it's a passion of mine as well that I didn't think I'd have at such a young age for a coach. I'd still say twenty years old is quite young to be a goalkeeper coach. Um, but no, mate, absolutely love it. Um, and yeah, it's a, it's a big passion of mine, passing on my knowledge of, that I've I've gained throughout my own personal playing career onto onto people who you know might be the next Joe Art or might be the next Casper Schmeichel or whatever I, I really enjoy that side of it mate and um yeah it's good it's good and you I know you mentioned you're not quite sure how you got it I think I could take a rough guess and that's that sort of I call it Ruben charm because there's just something about you that it kind of goes someone you introduce yourself you say hi and suddenly there's hooked onto what you've got to say I'll ask Rachel, see if she knows what that means, mate. How about that? <laughs> but um, no, I appreciate you saying that, mate. To be fair, but um, I I didn't know how I got it at the time, mate, because you know I was a, you know I was a bubbly old sixteen-year-old who would talk to anyone for days just when they say hello to me, mate. I was a buzz and I was just hello, 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 hello. Um, I'd like to think I've toned that down a bit now, but yeah, mate, it's um, it's a big passion of mine, like I said, and I really enjoy working there. So yeah, so you do mentoring. You play in a season. Um, you play. Oh, you just you transferred teams recently. I can't remember who it is. You just transferred to a different yeah. team. Yes. Yeah? So, um, it was a busy old summer. Um, I went from Case Town and I'll play for a Great Yarmouth Town. Mm. And how you find that transition? Really enjoying it, mate. Um, I first heard of interest from Yarmouth about two days after my last game. Yeah. Uh, the cup final that we lost unfortunately but uh, I was quite down I was a bit like oh I don't know what do I do I'm going into third year university and I was like do I keep on playing do I not what do I do and yeah the the managers there just made me feel really loved really welcomed and um, I only actually saw it out after I came back from holiday which was about two weeks ago but uh, yeah mate yeah. got a couple of games under my belt oh, it's only pre-season but um, no really enjoy it mate really enjoy the club really enjoy the boys and uh, yeah looking forward to the year ahead really so um, how have you found it sort of kind of, um, you've, you've got obviously got to try and get that balance between, you know, your uni stuff, your work, your football, you know, it's kind of this, almost this kind of circle you've got to, got to try and revolve around to make sure everything kind of gets the equal amount of time. How have you kind of found dealing with that side of things? Um, first year was a lot easier. <laughs> first year was a lot easier. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but yeah, certainly over this last year, um, it has. I wouldn't say stressful, but I've been busy. Um, I've been busy, whether that be for work, whether that be coaching, whether that be playing, whether that be university. So, you know. But um, after coming off a global band pandemic, mate, I think being busy is the best way to be. <laughs> oh yeah, That's, definitely. Yeah, it's um, it is what it is. Um, you know, it's uh, it's stuff that I've all created for myself. Um, which I have to tell myself sometimes, like, oh, I can't be asked to work and whatever. Yeah, well, you know, you've got a job. 
you have that privilege to go to work, you have that privilege to play football, you have that privilege to get into university, let alone go to university. Because I certainly didn't think I had that two years down in college. So, yeah, and mate. I feel it's... like that but, you know. itself is something that a lot of people are starting to try and take for granted a lot more. Like, maybe not me personally, because I was working all the way through that pandemic, but I know a lot of people, especially in that kind of half a year where we're just completely locked down or even for case of they've only kind of gone back to work in the last year that they were kind of stuck on this sort of furlough system that meant they you know they're they're being told don't go to work you can't go to work there's nothing for you at work like you know to kind of come out of that it does kind of make you more grateful to kind of have stuff to do yeah for sure like going back to that that first lockdown when we're all on furlough that did make me feel very very privileged to still have a job you know, and it, um, I still think I've got that in me today. Like, like what I said actually about looking back at people who might want to start uni, just give it your all, give it your all, because there was a time we were all locked up, we had nothing to do, and that's when you're thinking, oh, wish I'd done this, wish I'd done that. Don't let that happen. Nothing, nothing worse than a regret. So. Yeah, no, definitely. And you, you've had some um, really like, have you got any like standout sort of moments from like your? your work with K-Star or I mean recently with Great Yarmouth have you kind of got anything that's kind of I've, I've, only, two, I've only played two games mate and they've been pre-season um, no I'd say keeping a clean sheet on the first 45 minutes I played because I was I was fresh off the plane from Turkey and I felt a bit rough uh, as you can imagine and um, yeah came on oh I can imagine I saw the videos <laughs> yeah, um, good times mate good times but um, no I, I can't wait to make more memories for Yarmouth mm. um, but just going on the team, you just said K-Star. I have great respect for K-Star. I love all the boys there. I love the behind-the-scenes staff there. And yeah, it was two two fantastic years, mate. Who, um, you know, people two there. Two good have... years. Two two cup finals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be worse, couldn't it? it did so well. Um, yeah, I was happy with it, but you know, you know, we move on, don't we? That's life. And um, can't wait to make new memories of Yarmouth. So really, really looking forward to the year ahead. Like I said. Yeah. Sorry. Just a sec. For those of you who might have just heard, I, I forgot to put my phone on the phone before the start of this recording. <laughs> so, that was me, I've, got, I've got chips in the uh, other mate. I'm going to be. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, trying to kind of link it back to the reason why we're here. So that you, you mentioned kind of about how you kind of get the balance right between your football and your uni stuff. Have you kind of found that actually your, your football kind of helps you in the way that you kind of developed your acting style? For sure. Um, obviously, I play in goal. It's a very physically demanding position to play, but also, I think above all, it's a very mentally challenging position to play because um, this is me with my coaching hat on. But, uh, <laughs> you know, mate, 10 other players can make a mistake on that pitch, but if you do, better better times than not, it ends up in the back of the net, mate. Um, and that's just life. That's what, that's what you've got to know going into the position of being a goalkeeper. Um, and there are, there are parallels with the world of acting, like, you know, if you mess up a line, if you don't get to the certain point of the stage that you've got to get to, arguably the whole show could be at risk because, you know, you lose that audience interaction, you know, if you chuck one in the back of your net in goal, you could lose that game 1-0. So, yeah, yeah um, it was my decision to go and goal, obviously. Um, looking, looking back at it now, if I could speak to my seven-year-old self, I'd probably go, why don't you go up front? They get all the applause, go up front, just enjoy it, but no, was in goal. Um, but yeah, there are definitely similarities and both things, meaning acting and goalkeeping, have 
certainly shaped me into the person I am today, and I wouldn't have really changed it for the world, to be honest with you, mate. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, kind of, as you said, that kind of sort of that element of risk and vulnerability, knowing that actually there is a massive weight, and if you make a mistake, there is kind of a consequence to that. That does kind of resonate with kind of some of the stuff in acting, because a lot of what people see, especially in terms of if we're talking on stage and on stream, we're talking about people seeing a final product. What they don't see potentially is the weeks, hours, months practice that's gone into it beforehand. And that mm. sort of idea of when you're kind of on the stage, you are thinking about all those months rehearsals. And the minute you slip up, all that's on your mind for the rest of that act or the rest of that scene until you have to take another cut is, I've just messed this up. I've yeah. done something ridiculous and I'm now going to have to see the scene kind of pan out from there and I feel like that is very much a sort of thing that people don't normally see especially in terms of watching TV or like a polished theatre piece but it's yeah it's the, the parallels the amount of parallels ridiculous yeah, yeah but you know we, we, we big it all up like if you make a mistake it could be the end and stuff like that no one's perfect mate no one's perfect I could train five days Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, catch every ball that's thrown at me, have an absolute worldie. Series three o'clock kicks off on a Saturday and I'm playing a game. Mate, it could slip through my hands. It could go in. But that's you know, that's life. No one's perfect, are they? So <laughs> no, no you one's know, perfect uh, at all. Yeah. Take the rough with the smooth. <laughs> so, um, here's an interesting one. Have you ever thought of a like a career path after uni that actually, you know, kind of incorporates both your football and your acting like there must be because we've talked about the parallels there must be kind of some sort of sweet spot in the middle that actually yeah. you know they must combine somewhere i don't know mate i honestly don't know i'd say i i've given myself an opportunity to get the best of both worlds you know there's no promises that i'm going to become an actor there's no promises that i'm going to become a goalkeeper so you know i think just keep down the steady path i'm at now keep working keep keep you know, rehearsing, keep training, and uh, just see what life throws at me, mate. Mm. So, I don't know. Yeah, we'll see what happens, eh? Stunt coach for football stunts on film, maybe. <laughs> yeah, you never know. <laughs> never know. The there must be. To be made, you know, an actor who needs to play a role of a goalkeeper. Cool, I'm there, sign me up. Sign me up. I'm There's there. probably a parallel somewhere. Yeah, we don't not... know it yet. There, there will be a parallel somewhere I'm waiting there. for you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, mate. We'll just have to see what happens, eh? We'll have to see what happens. Nothing's promised to you in life, but yeah, again, going back to never, never having a regret, I'll give it the best shot I got. Like. <laughs> so, um, this last little bit that I wanted to talk about, um, <laughs> I was sat there writing the plan the other night, and I genuinely had no idea how I was going to transition to this topic, so uh, I'm going to just test my... Um, good old christian faith and um it happens but i know there's a lot of stuff you do in terms of kind of just everyday life that you because there's a lot of stuff worth spread awareness for like personal situations and stuff isn't there yeah so um obviously i'll show the camera if you're watching this great you can see if you can't i am i have got alopecia areata so uh I don't look like your average 20-year-old, uh, but um, yep, I have it. I've had it for a number of years now, and uh, it's something I've had to certainly um, incorporate into myself as an individual, but also deal with as well, because uh, it's um, it's certainly an obvious thing to have, um, and it wasn't necessarily the nicest thing to have, especially at the start, but, you know, 
you're not given everything in life and you just got to work with what you got. So, yeah, mate. But I do think people do tend to overlook how common these sort of things are. Yeah, they are, mate. They are. Like, I've, I've, you know, since having alopecia um, and obviously reaching out to people who also have it, I, I didn't realise how common it is, mate. And it's certainly something that I wasn't aware about before I had it. But after having it, mate, I've interacted with so many people and had a, a, absolutely amazing conversations with people who also have it and who also haven't had it and understand my point of view and who also want to help me and understand what it's all about. And it's something I've learned to deal with over time. But um, I'm, I wouldn't, like I said, I wouldn't change it for the world, mate. It makes me who I am today and uh, exactly. just got to roll with it, mate. And could you say that actually maybe some of the um kind of way you had to deal with alopecia maybe led you to some passion for acting like i know you've mentioned especially in some of our workshops together that there are some actors that have really stood out to you in this area 100 percent, mate 100 percent. um obviously i was uh diagnosed with it in the uh, on the back end of 2016. Uh, i noticed like little patches on the back of my head and you know going through high school and that i was like oh what's this how are people going to react People certainly didn't react in the best way. Um, I will admit I was bullied throughout high school, but, you know, take the rough with the smooth. Um, I wouldn't have changed it really for the world. I know that's a bit weird to say, but I wouldn't because it shaped me into who I am today. Um, going on inspiration, mate, I absolutely love Matt Lucas and what he does. Uh, Matt Lucas is fantastic, if you ask me. I know he yeah, might not be everyone's cup of tea. I hope he is because I absolutely love him. Um, I think what he stands for and and you know how he's gone about everything in terms of alopecia and and that that sort of stuff um very prominently to me uh, after the will smith and chris rock incident um he spoke up about it and um of course i spoke up about it as well but um mm -hmm. you know, everyone's got an opinion and his sort of opinions align with mine so i guess that's why i have a bit of a soft spot for him that does kind of lead on to the next point i had because obviously the uh, the Will Smith and Chris Rock incident that happened at the Oscars earlier this year in 2022 mm. that had quite a lot of impact on the sort of the awareness of alopecia on a national scale. Yeah, I, I mean it. I mean it did. Um, I don't think what Will Smith done was right by using violence, but um, yeah, being someone who has been through the name calling and uh, you're this and you're that and etc etc. And having to deal with my own physical appearance whilst being chucked, them sort of things. Um, I feel it's good that you can't. It was definitely made away that I can't speak either. I think it's definitely <laughs> a very good that you know someone picked up on it. Now you can't just call me, you know, every name under the sun because I look like the moon. Do, do you know what I mean, mate? You can't. You can't just do that. Likewise, I wouldn't go up to a random person in the street and call them someone I think they look like. That, 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 that just doesn't work. Life doesn't work like that, especially in today's day and age. Um, but, like I said, I don't think Will Smith was right for using violence, but I was very happy to see a lot of media attention uh, you know, towards alopecia um, because I certainly think there's not enough research put into it. I certainly think not, a pe not enough people know about it. But, you know... It's all, it's all working, mate. It's all, it's all, you know, if we had everything in life, everyone would be perfect. Everything would have a cure for it. No, people need to learn. People need to understand and call. I don't mean that in a harsh way or a, 
or like you need to know about it. No, no, it's cool. Let's talk. Let's talk. Cool. You can come speak to me about alopecia all you want. Do you know what I mean? You know, but we're, we're, yeah. we're people as well. We're people. You know. I feel like that itself kind of reflects the way society works because there's a lot of things, not just alopecia, but things in general mm. that people seem to just see as different rather than actually, you know, if it weren't for the kind of ways in which everyone's kind of unique, then actually a lot of the things that we do take for granted every day, such as, you know, the music we listen to, the stuff we watch on TV, yeah. even the people we talk to on the street, if it weren't for that, those unique elements, including, you know, appearance, stuff mm. like that, the world would be so boring because we'd all be the same. Yeah, exactly. Um, it's just it's just making people aware, mate. It's just making people aware, and like I said, I don't mean like you have to know about this. No, you don't, because I didn't know about it before I got it, mate. So you know, it's life. It's life. Making more people aware is, you know, is pretty much all I can do. Look, we can talk. But let's let's do this. Let's do this. What do you want to know about alopecia? Because I am here for it. Because personally, if I had someone like that at sixteen or when was it fifteen that I had it, mate, it would be so much easier. I had, to, I had to understand it from the from the bottom and um, really get to grips with it. So. And, you know, e education in these sort of circumstances is, is really good because no one's going to know everything in a day. Yeah. We're all kind of constantly learning and adapting our lifestyles to what we learn. Yeah. So sure. it's very much a sort of, if you're not taking the time to educate yourselves, you're not kind of taking the time to realise that actually, you know, the yeah. world is changing. Yeah, it's for always sure, changing. And like, like you just said, like we're all individuals and that. And how I would take my alopecia is completely different to say someone else might take their alopecia. Do you know what I mean? You'll know for sure with my mates. Of course, I look like whatever. I don't mind anymore because, you know, I've understood what it's about and I understand myself as an individual. We can do this. We can have a joke about it because, quite frankly, it doesn't affect me anymore. But certainly... I wouldn't go over to someone who may look like they have alopecia or might look a certain way and go, oh, ha, 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 by the way, by the way. No, because I don't know them on a level like that, you know. So it's all about understanding yourself and educating yourself, I think. But let's do it. That's cool. Let's go with it. Do you know what I mean? Because the more people that, like I said, become aware of it, is, is the more the merrier. So. Hmm. Have you ever found a point in some of your acting stuff in the past where actually you've kind of gone actually you know what the creative choice of kind of taking a cap off or kind of mm. embracing the alopecia have you ever kind of had that in your work as an actor where actually you've kind yeah. of used it as a creative choice to your advantage I, I I wouldn't even say actor mate I'd say as an individual like there was a time where like, I'm quite lucky now I, I have my eyebrows um, and my hair is starting to regrow a lot on the top since since getting rid of it all again and throughout uni as well my, my hair has come and gone I've had a full head of head one month and the next month it's all gone, but I understand that about me and that's, that's just how mine works. But um, there was a point where I was really, really low. I'd say about year 11 at high school, you know, throughout the bullying. Um, I didn't have my eyebrows. I didn't have any hair. It was it was rough, mate. It was rough. But um, I think at that point, point oh, I can't speak again. Uh, at that point in my life, I just kind of understood myself by being around the amazing family I've got and the amazing friends that I've got that, you know what, I don't know if you can swear on this podcast, but you know what, just sod it, just sod it, because, you know, yeah. why, why, why would I bother about someone else's opinion about me when I look like the way I do? There's, there's, there's no point in worrying about it, 
going back to what I said about regrets, I probably would have sat there all the time by my locker with no mates around me, no whatever, and let people's opinion get to me. So what if someone thinks I look like, you know, mega mind? That was one news back in the day. Or so what if someone won't come and speak to me because they're not educated about it? So did, yeah. so did. And that led into my football as well. Just like, you know what? I'm going to go out there, have a worldie. I don't care if I get called this, this, this or that. I don't care. And you know me quite, uh, you know me very well, actually. I will, I'll, I'll, I'll take a joke as well as the next person. But back then, when it was all new and fresh and myself was uneducated, yeah, it, it hurt a bit. But at the same time, I think it's when I developed most... Me- oh, I can't speak. It's when I developed <laughs> most myself mentally because I was like, cool, I've got my family, I've got my friends. I don't care about anyone else's opinion. That's just cool. And that Go in with. itself is quite unique because something that should really like damage someone's confidence in that sort mm. of way, you've used it as a way to build your confidence and kind of build your character around kind of that idea and it's it shows because you're probably one of the most confident people or confident looking people i've ever seen i'm sure you're confident shortly (laughs) you know no one knows a bold 15 year old cool that's me i'm gonna work with it cool i've got no way i've got no eyebrows i don't care watch me pull out worldy save after worldy save watch me have a stormer on stage put on the best performance of my life I don't care. But sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I didn't. Sometimes I did let the ball go through my hands and in the back of the net. Sometimes I did forget my lines. But cool. Cool. Let's just go with it. Let's just roll with it. You know, because there's certainly a lot of people in this world who don't have the opportunities that I do. And I'm not going to get in a mood because I look a certain way. There's a lot worse things in the world. But, you know, you've just got you've just got to roll with it, mate, I think. So, well, I think certainly I, I that's what I've done. I, I rolled with it because it could be completely yeah. different for someone else. But, um, yeah, I just thought, you know what, sort this. I'm going to do me. And this is me. The bold, no eyebrows, 15-year-old. That is me. Let's just go with it. Cool. And, yeah, no, I've, I've seen that. Like, you mentioned kind of when you shaved off your hair a couple of months ago and how it's mm. kind of starting to grow back. You actually live streamed that to kind of advocate your own awareness. Yeah. Awareness didn't you? Do you want to talk a bit about that? Yeah, so, um, obviously my hair, I shaved it off as well the year before. Uh, it came back really well. I had a full head of hair. I was buzzing, as you could probably imagine. Um, but I just started to lose it again. I, whether that was internal, external factors, I don't know myself. Um, but it started to go again, and it just got to the point where I went, you know what, let's just get rid of it. Let's get rid of it again. I've done it before. Um, you know, and I can I can rock a bold head quite well, as I learned through my early years of high school. But um, I was like, okay, but how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? Because there is some people in the world who won't know what it's about, who will just see Ruben with a patchy or a bold head and think, what's he done there? Has he had has he a rough night out with his uni mates or something? Did someone show him off? No. So I was like, cool. And especially straight after the Will Smith and Chris Rock situation, I was like, okay, we can do something with this. Um, so yeah, set up my live stream, and I must admit, the love I got from so many people was just fantastic to see. Um, I spent most of the live just talking about it, talking about my own personal experiences like I have with you now. And um, yeah, mate, I'd like to think that, you know, I, I, I've tried my, certainly, I, well, I certainly have tried my hardest to make more people aware about it. Um, and that's about everything I can do in terms of that, mate. I'm not going to go find a cure tomorrow about it, but if people know about it, people know about it. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, mate, it's it's personal but it's kind of nice that it's personal because it, when you know it, it 
the impact it has on someone close to you. It's very much mm. sort of you want to try and support them and advocate them and kind of spread awareness for them, which is kind of why I've given you the space here. No, I, just... I really appreciate being on, mate. It's it's fantastic. Mm. I love this idea of a podcast, and especially with someone like you at the helm, I think it's going to be fantastic. Bless mate, you. So. Bless you, mate. And, um, yeah, no, last thing on that sort of thing. So uh, <laughs> just to end it a light way, um, yeah, so... Obviously, you've spoken about the uh, the uh, how you shaved your head and the, mm-hmm. you've got you, your alopecia and stuff like that. Have you ever thought of uh, going hard nut and trying to do a Phil Mitchell sort of style character in the future? Anything, mate. Anything you want to give me, I will give my all to Phil Mitchell, whoever. But I'm, Mitchell. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. J.K. Rowling writes a new Harry Potter and redeems Voldemort from the death. I'm there for it, bro. I'm there for it. Seriously, but um. No, it's something I'm very confident with. And, and yeah, you know, if, if this podcast does so happen to get into the right eyes, give us a shout. We are both acting students looking yes. for work. Make our lives easy. If, you, if you've just spotted us randomly on Spotify or Apple or wherever, just, you know, send me an email. <laughs> Made underscore by Outlook.com. Link my email in the description. I'll pass you on to Ruben, you know. Yeah, contact me, I'm free, (laughs) whenever you want, it's cool, you know, I will travel, I will do whatever, just drop me an email or whatever, make sure you put the right email though, Reese. I know what you like. (laughs) Um, Is there anything else you'd like to add before the end of this podcast? (laughs) Not really, mate, I think it's been brilliant, I really appreciate coming on, like I said, and um, thank you if you've just listened as well, Um, I really appreciate you listening to my story, and uh, hopefully... We'll take something away. I can't promise anything because I've probably just chatted absolute rubbish for the last 45 minutes. But uh, no, <laughs> haven't we both? Haven't we both? <laughs> really appreciate well, it, mate. Thank you ever so much for joining us today, Ruben. It's been great. And Anytime. Yeah, it's been great Anytime. to use you for our, our first episode. Cause I know, great. Kind of. Great. I never, I never pictured this happening two years ago. Now I'm like, That's oh, podcast, let's go. Mate, I do fear for you. You know your your sub subscriber count or your listeners count because if you've got me on the first one, mate, it'll probably push a few people. (laughs) (laughs) Please come back. We like you really. Reese, support Reese. But no, Uh, anyway. Thank you you ever so much, buddy. And um, yeah. So that's kind of it for the first episode. Then really, that's still kind of really mad to say. Um, so. In terms of what's coming up, I'm not kind of sure. Like, I've got some people that are happy to talk. I've I've been in contact with some people that do singing, that uh, photographers. I'm in touch with graphic designers and more. So, I guess the only way to kind of know what's going to come up is if you keep coming back, really. Um, but yeah, no, I I think that's about it for this week. And um, yeah, thank you for listening. And I'll be back hopefully in the next week or two. And um, yeah. Have a good day, afternoon, evening, whatever it is. Just enjoy yourself.